Warning, the following podcast is not intended as financial advice, and the hosts may or may not have open positions in the commodities discussed. Listeners are advised not to make any investing decisions based off of our inaccurate, poorly informed insights. If you take anything we say seriously, you are fucking stupid. Should you follow our recommendations, may your parents become ugly and your children ill-mannered. Amen. Oh, dude, I, I'm telling you, Nick is hot today. Dude, I'm already missed out on so much soft intro material, bro. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck, dude, we'll God, never recapture we, that. Now all we got is hard intro left. <laughs> Rock hard intro. Dude, yeah, six inches. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a medium amount of intro. <laughs> Statistical. That's average. not medium. That's above medium. <laughs> okay. Statistical average is like 5.451236. Not that I've compared it to my own. <laughs> I've gone to the urologist, okay? <laughs> yeah, my dick he, is he, fucked he, up. He tells okay. me to get hard, and he's like, let's measure you. <laughs> It's like at the beginning of the doctor's visit where they take your weight. He's like, you can take, you can keep your shoes on just to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah he, he starts rubbing Vaseline on his hands. And he's like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not a doctor; it's a McDonald's manager. <laughs> Dude, that'd be sick if you could go to McDonald's and get jerked off. Oh my, oh my god! The McJerk, yeah, the, t- the McJerk, McJerk and it's not a Jamaican sandwich. Dude, you know that. <laughs> extra mail on that. <laughs> dude a tug job in mcdouble Psst, i'm in heaven i thought you were wait to... have you ever seen the video of the guy uh fucking a mcdouble <laughs> no what what wait okay i mean I'll, I'll send you guys the link after the podcast dude i think yeah, it's a big like... chicken though he fucked oh no you're right it's a mcchicken it's a big chicken yeah yeah my bad okay <laughs> that, wait, that that sounds never distracted <laughs> i feel like i feel like a mcchicken is like rougher than a mcdouble like I feel yeah, like Yeah, no, dude, a McDouble makes sense cuz you can actually like get in between the meat flaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good, split good that split that McDouble wide open, dog. Get up in the guts. <laughs> oh my god, that McDouble is sore the next morning. <laughs> Yo, hit the McDouble so good it can't walk. <laughs> it was walking before, but now it is a <laughs> Welcome to uh, an episode of Not Financial Advice, <laughs> podcast that we fucking love and adore, which is why we make it. We got Bijan in the studio. Hey. We got Rohit in the studio. <laughs> Hi. We got Nick Hello. in the studio. <laughs> and we got your host for this week. We got sweet little Zachy. Uh, and tonight, today, whenever you listen to this, we're talking about some cool shit. We're talking about some financial shit. Uh, we're going to give you the best tips, <laughs> tricks of the trade. Some financial talking, ass shit. Talking to your parents. What, what's NYSE? Well, you're going to know after this. It's stock exchange, you stupid fuck. Okay. First things first, we got to talk about our biggest W or L of the week. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, crypto. Uh, sorry to the gang. I know uh, certain. Is that a uh, W or L? Oh, <laughs> you just said crypto. <laughs> huge, huge, huge L. The past couple of weeks. Uh, just in time for me suggesting everyone buy Ethereum on our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, it's dipped because the Chinese government is increasing regulations uh, because of a certain tech oligarch in the U.S. that causes the prices to wildly vary so they want to um, stabilize that so because of that um, prices have been going down but you know what don't you We're mean sketch for... comedian <laughs> 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 yeah oh. Lauren Michaels <laughs> Dude, Lauren Michaels king of sketch my but, god that but you know character. what uh, you know what listeners we're here for a long time not a good time so stick on um, Ethereum we're gonna ride it for a long long time so yeah hang out I'll uh I'll share my L, which also goes in line with Rohit uh, having horrible advice and to, why you should never listen to him is uh I put a lot of money in Fubo upon Rohit's recommendation <laughs> a while ago. Uh, what is Fubo? So for those of you who don't know, Fubo is a sports streaming service ticker Fubo F U B O, and it's like 
it's like a little more pricey. It's like I think it costs like sixty something dollars a month, and it you get to like stream live games for sports. And you know, Rohit just shilling this stock. They saying, also, they also brought sports betting. Don't forget that they're 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 adding in a sports betting feature. But sorry, keep going, man. They're integrating sports betting. But you know, Rohit was just singing this stock's praises, and I thought, you know, Rohit is a smart man. He's made me some money before. I'll put I'll buy Fubo at forty seven dollars. The stock is currently at twenty dollars. <laughs> uh, my total return is minus fifty seven percent. I'm not gonna say exactly how much money I've lost on it, but I will say it is more than a thousand dollars. Vijay, what they say? Buy the dip. Buy the dip, baby. <laughs> now, right, also, also, yo, those those aren't losses, man. You haven't sold yet. I haven't. Dude, you're just riding the wave, bro. In ten years, you're gonna be looking back when Fubo's at five hundred seventy dollars. Like, yo, Rohit a king. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell myself that, but I just will warn you if that doesn't happen, Rohit, I'm pulling up to your house. <laughs> Uzis Uzis in both hands. <laughs> gonna, and I'm gonna make a collection, is what I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, Bijan curb stomping me American history X talk because I lost him like a thousand dollars. Did Ro- Rohit walking outside of his house like the end of Gran Torino? And he's like pre- pretends he has a gun and Bijan open firing with a team of Persian. Yeah, I, I also call Bijan a racial slur for Korean yeah. Americans. <laughs> All right, Nick, what's your dub or L look? Uh, what's your look? I'll I'll do an L if we're on like the Rohit uh, st- leading us astray. <laughs> Rohit on blast this episode. <laughs> uh, Oh, this I know is, what this one's gonna be. Too. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This is this is by far my biggest L. Um, it is uh, so Rohit, and uh, you know, again, same same logic as Bijan. Rohit's a smart guy. He, you know, he'll you know he'll lead me. Uh, I'd be the thinking. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Rohit convinced IBS. me. To, <laughs> no, Rohit convinced me to buy it. You know, the spat craze um, that has com- pretty much completely died <laughs> um you know complete like no wind in the sails which is you know i know it's stupid i know that it's like wait nick sorry to interject but what like for the audience what is a spac can you just- oh a spac is a special acquisition uh company basically it's a shell company that is public so basically so it allows people to trade the shell company in hopes that the shell company will eventually acquire another company and merge with it. And so that company will then become whatever like ticker you buy into. The thing is, is it's very, very speculative because you don't know what the target like acquisition is going to be. So you're basically trading on hype before the acquisition is. Yeah. uh, And and, and Q4 of 2020, was like SPAC mania. It was like hundreds yeah. of SPACs went public or uh, bought uh, other smaller companies to take them public, essentially. Yeah. And reached... Uh, and reached the a- cover of People magazine, SPAC mania. <laughs> <laughs> SPAC mania struck Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, but with us, no, no, but you say that as a joke, but like Kevin Durant has a SPAC, like Sha- Shaq has a SPAC, like like everyone I, who's I anyone... Shaq's like- yeah, Shaq's back. Back. Yeah, I think I think Paul Ryan is even on the board of Spec. <laughs> there was a Time magazine cover that was like, "Is your kid getting into Specs?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah a- it, oh, actually, no, no, never mind. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yo, if if you if you want to hear some of my explicit content, you can head to our Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Let's yeah, where we, we only yet, we only but... accept Ethereum. <laughs> Where, where we just freeform say slurs who don't care, so you're, you should us there. <laughs> I do not agree with what Rohit just said. Rohit has his own Patreon where he says slurs. None of us, none of us do that. Yeah, but they're all slurs against white people, so nobody gets offended. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, <laughs> Rohit's other podcast, Honky Cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, but, yeah, anyway, Nick, continue with your. Yeah. L. So basically. Um, Chamath Palihapitiya, who is like known as the king of SPACs, he had a bunch, you know, he took like Virgin Galactic, uh, public, which was his big thing, um, via SPAC. And so everybody was like, he was, you know, hype, like, oh my God, he's going to be, um, I bought incredibly, like, I mean, way overpriced call options, uh, to get like a $20 call or like $20 strike price, um, you know, I, I bought in at around like $15. The The company is like, it's back to like $10, which is like the baseline for the spec. Um, 
my options, I've lost like 97% of my money. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what I'll say. That's the way the cookie crumbles, bro. Here's here's what I'll say. I will never suggest a play to my boys that I'm also not into. So I'm right there with you on Fubo and IPOF, boys. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? I'm going to hit an L. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of like anti Rohit sentiment going on in the chat, um, but I'm gonna have a little anti Nick sentiment. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of the fattest L's I've taken, probably the fattest L I've taken in my portfolio this year, was getting into uh, uh, the ETF MSOS. <laughs> yeah. Also a, promoted on the on the on the podcast, podcast. which was a, 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 which is a marijuana ETF that seemingly its only job is to lose money. It <laughs> no, it's, it's so bizarre. It, it, Even when like New York legalized, it didn't bump up. It went down that day. Like what the hell? Yeah, yeah. No, it it basically because it's an ETF and it's like tracking uh, the price movement of a bunch of different marijuana companies. Uh, you would suspect that legalization would uh, increase the price of this company. But no matter how much weed gets legalized in this country, no matter how much weed gets legalized around the world, this ETF just loses yeah. money. Yeah, and. <laughs> Also, keep in mind, the it's like multi-state operators in the U.S., but those multi-state operators, their earnings have been increasing over this period of time. It doesn't make sense. Whatever. <laughs> I will just note, in a past episode, I recommended Grow Generation, um, which is like a company that makes uh, like equipment you use to grow weed. I've, I sold my shares because I made a really nice return on it. Um, so let's just say as someone who actually smokes the ganja, like I know the good weed stocks, you know, don't trust, <laughs> don't trust Nick. He doesn't smoke loud. Like I do. Uh, uh, yeah, dude, do you yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. sativa or indica weed stocks? Sativa is kind of like a slow rise, but indica. No, indica is like M sauce. It just literally crashes. Basically Nick smokes mids, both. He smokes mid stocks and mid weed. Another, another in that family, another stock that we have talked about mind med has been doing pretty well recently you know um, your boy got in on for, mind med with five thousand shares for psychedelics and you know your boy is up 20 percent on that Ooh. So as we know, as Americans, coronavirus is winding down in many places and outside of America, too. Europe uh, cases are down. Basically, everywhere outside of India, (laughs) coronavirus (laughs) is winding down. Uh, So bad news for uh, 1.2 billion people, but good news for the other like five and a half billion people around the world, including us. And this has led. I I just want to say that um, shout out to my grandma. Um, she had the vaccine, but got COVID, but she has since recovered. My grandpa sent us in the family group chat, glad to share with you that my wife successfully completed 14 days of her isolation period. She is normal. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude co- <laughs> you, the true story, COVID made my wife normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was a freak before. <laughs> I couldn't even fucking look at her before. <laughs> Dude, my wife loves the office now. <laughs> my, Damn, life, dude, my wife, my wife, my wife, doggo. <laughs> my wife, my be wife, watching Peacock. Oh, <laughs> uh, my wife doing zoomies around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Being normal means you are a dog. Okay. Anyway, uh, besides Rohit's uh, normal grandma, uh, the other thing. That about COVID ending that's important uh, from an investing perspective is that there are now a bunch of news stories going around about how money is going to be injected back into the economy uh, now that we're in sort of like a post-COVID or like transitioning to a post-COVID phase. Um, And there there are various uh, reasons people are speculating for this. Uh, Travel to Europe is going to open up. If you're mm-hmm. vaccinated, Bonjour. Europe said white boy summer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looks like Europe got a, a little Chet Hanks fever. <laughs> <laughs> Europe about to be speaking patois. <laughs> I just got this feeling it's about to be a better economy. <laughs> yeah, domestically, uh, a lot of the reason why people think that there will be an increase in consumer spending is because stimulus checks. Uh, will be used on non-lockdown activities, as well as the fact that a lot of people were saving during COVID. Um, 
So a lot of people have what's described as the wealth effect as or as uh, uh, translated to normal people by Forbes, which is basically uh, defined as many people opting to save money uh, now feel safe because they have like a nest egg and can go out and just spend on whatever the fuck they want. Um, just buy as much Supreme as possible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's important that you do that. And of course, uh, something that isn't in the articles, but just a little thing that I've been thinking about is that around 600,000 people have died from COVID in the US, which means a lot of people now have inheritance money. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they're probably going to be spending that too. Mm -hmm. That so has boys, a good side to it. <laughs> exactly. Yo, there, yo, someone died. That means I get some money, baby. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what are you fellas thinking about spending on after COVID, after lockdown? Uh, I think I'm about to buy an an iPad Pro. <laughs> just because they're kind of okay. <laughs> just because just, just they're kind of swag, <laughs> but that's that's it for me. <laughs> dude, post COVID summer is all about swag. <laughs> yeah, me showing up to the beach with my iPad Pro, dude, Hemingway yeah. style. Uh, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, ta yeah, taking photos of the kids on your iPad. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. I mean, uh, one thing that I, I, I know a lot of people like, especially with lockdown, especially if you've been locked down potentially with like a significant other or family, people are fucking itching to travel. Um, are you like, does anyone have like plans to travel this summer? Like how, all you guys are vaccinated, right? Oh, yeah. I'm double oh, vaxxed. Yeah. Anyone, yeah. anyone looking to make a, make a, a Euro trip reboot? From an investment perspective, are because we've talked about this before, Zachary. Do do you guys think airline stocks are a good bet? Even with because a lot of people say uh, the low price is already baked in because business travel is such a large part of their revenues and it's been just totally upended with with. So, yeah. it, it will it be back in a year or is I don't know. I think airline stocks are a horrible idea. <laughs> um, I think that there's like. So I, I like pre pre COVID, I would have agreed with you, like just because they're always weird and capital intensive, et cetera. But is this is this like an obvious investment in that it'll go up at least 15 percent um, back to normal? That's possible. But like, I think I mean, airlines like run on such thin margins to begin with. It's like like you're saying, incredibly capital intensive and like. I don't know. Like, there's so many better places, like, and better businesses to put your money than airline stocks. I mean, that sort of implies, though, that the reason a stock would go up is just because of profit margins. I think that, like, hype can easily, like, boost an airline yeah. stock, especially if there is, like, an influx of travel. Um, That's true, but not in the long term. Like, definitely not in the long term. Yeah, no, this is, this is, like, a pure, like... Can you expect a for sure 10% in the next six months and then you're out kind of situation? Exactly. I That's feel maybe possible, but yeah. I feel like I, like as the renegade maverick I am, I like, I like, you know, go by the beat of my own drum. So like I did the opposite <laughs> where like I spent a lot of money during lockdown on like- You're buying stocks in horse and carriage. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like because like a bunch of like because like, I like have a crippling uh, shopping addiction like a lot of like clothing boutiques were like shit was on sale so nicely so I copped a bunch of like nice clothes during lockdown um, but now I'm like fuck I have too many clothes so I'm trying not to buy shit but I feel like the general populace is doing the opposite where like retail is actually it's a good time to get into retail now like retail stocks are like are hot so I mean I've been invested in this company Tapestry for a while which is like uh they own coach i think uh and like kate spade they like own handbags and they've got a lot of that like a lot of people in china are like into like buying handbags um and they've been, they've been <laughs> i don't know i don't know why like That's is that a weird way for you to describe women <laughs> <laughs> no no i just like for some reason this cut I mean, of the 1.6 billion people who live in china around half of them enjoy <laughs> buying handbags unclear why i don't <laughs> I mean, I've been invested in this handbag company and it's and it's the returns have been pretty freaking nice. So I would say like if you're trying to get into retail, like dude, a bunch get into like, you know, clothing stock companies, all of them are doing are pretty in a good position right now is what I'll say. Well, in uh, going off of that, like the sort of phenomenon you're describing is something that like keeps popping up in these articles about like spending post lockdown, uh, and, which is being termed revenge spending. People basically just spending exorbitant amounts of money after lockdown uh, because they feel like they need to make up for lost time yep. of not spending. Who is this a revenge against? <laughs> it's, it's a revenge against a virus. <laughs> it's a, dude, it's a revenge against authority. Uh, I mean, according to this article from McKinsey, uh, this this quote is something that is so funny to me. Uh, 
because of what I think it implies. But basically, there's an excerpt that says uh, at Walmart, for example, sale, <laughs> sales of teeth whitening kits doubled last month while luggage soared 400% and gum and mints flew off the shelves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people with their busted ass mouths coming out of lockdown. <laughs> People, people chose lockdown. They're like, yo, 14 month break from brushing my teeth. <laughs> like, sounds like a pretty good time to get back into it. Huh? I've got to buy some Sensodyne. And, yeah. and the quote continues. The quote continues. Sales in Target Corp stores jumped as shoppers grabbed dresses, cosmetics, sunscreen and sporting goods. Macy's saw increased demand for prom dresses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nick, you can finally go to prom with your girl. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be a fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, corsage stocks have like dude, yeah, limo no, rentals. I'm getting, I'm getting into limos, yeah. Dude, EV limos. I guess kind of related. Next month, um, I'm getting corrective eye surgery. I'm getting ready for that for that post corona life. So you know, I, I feel for them. Wait, oh, was that was that a revenge spending? <laughs> no, it's it's because I'm legally visually impaired and I need to fix my eyes. <laughs> oh, so time timing completely coincidental with the end of lockdown. <laughs> it sounds like people are trying to kiss a lot post COVID. Like I feel like kissing is going to be on the rise because everyone everyone's <laughs> yeah, mouths kissing. Everyone's mouths are going to be looking nice. Can we, so. can we get some stock and kiss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I have all my money in smooch. <laughs> I feel like smooches are gonna go up six thousand <laughs> percent um so is that gonna affect uh like the amazon walmart like your large your big box retailers do we think with, with people just buying more shit i mean i think i mean i think it must right like i mean I, I think amazon like something like amazon i think like consumer spending has shifted to a certain extent so i think there's going to be Headwinds from the fact that you're like, I don't want to buy shit off of Amazon. I want to go places. I want to go whatever, because like now, like I can, and I've been buying shit off Amazon, but I think like habits from buying online are pretty entrenched. So I don't think that Amazon is going, or like things like that are going to be huge winners like now from the retail, but I think it'll help. Also, like Amazon, for example, like they don't make that much money off of their e-commerce business. It's all web services. Well, going, going off what you're saying, I, I don't think that like Amazon or Baba or Walmart actually are the companies that will uh, benefit the most from revenge spending. I think it's luxury brands because uh, yeah. I think I think spending it like Amazon, Walmart and Baba has been pretty consistent throughout lockdown um, and sort of what Bijan is speaking to like company like Coach, Prada, Gucci, like the companies that own. I don't actually know what uh, those stocks are, but a lot of them like are LVMH and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Those brands, because those those are brands that you wear exclusively for showing off to other people in public. Mm-hmm. They're not things that you like need. Like, and, you're and not I buying checked, toilet as paper. Of, as of recording time, LVMH is up like uh, 25, 30% in the past six months. Yeah. It's, it's like, isn't it like one of, if not the, it's like the 20th or like 30th like biggest company in the world or something like that yeah it's they great. own it an insane they own, they own hennessy i think they own hennessy right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait that. so they just own clothes and hennessy like that's their one basically they own like a bunch they of own all the no no they, they also <laughs> own uh they also own um moet chandon like the uh the champagne yeah i've actually been to the one in the region of champagne but anyways that's for that's for the big <laughs> Right. I feel like also in one of those articles I was reading too, like the luxury retailers have swung it like in a nice way because like they've I feel like they're ever all these luxury brands are trying to make it so it doesn't seem like flippant or like uh fucked up to like buy luxury shit because like I feel like it, there is obviously there it, like it is a flippant stupid thing to buy but by like being like oh our like luxury clothes are made out of recycled materials or like we're like socially aware even though like are like a pair of pants cost eight hundred dollars like i feel like a lot of them now have also done the thing where they've like people feel like less guilty like buying luxury shit now which i think is like kind of sinister and like weird but i think it it does fare well for like the stocks for sure yeah i guess ultimately my recommendation like based on this sort of just like cascading news cycle is like invest in lvmh invest in 
Uh, the other one I think I'm going to make a play on is Ferrari, <laughs> uh, and which is which trades under Why? the name race. Wait, wait, wait. Why would oh, you do that? Because because it's not like rich people have been affected during COVID, right? No, like but just... but I, but I think I think rich people like showing off to poor people, uh, and now that poor that, people that are allowed weird. to go outside. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but it's also exactly what you're saying too. I mean, I actually think I mean Ferrari is like a solid company. It's been around for a long time, but also. It's like what you're saying. Rich people haven't been affected, so they can ball the fuck out right now. <laughs> yeah, no, Dude, exactly. I like I like Nick. I like Nick being like Ferrari's pretty. They make good cars. <laughs> pretty good company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. smash cut to like six episodes from now, and all of our L's are Ferrari. And <laughs> <laughs> we all have. I, mis- I'm, I misinterpreted Nick's recommendation and bought a Ferrari. <laughs> We're all just like looking sad, but wearing those jackets you get when you buy a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, the most. The- the most appreciating asset is a 2021 Enzo Ferrari <laughs> that you could buy. <laughs> well, Drive I, it off the lot and it increases in value 800%. <laughs> well, I do love the idea of like buying a Ferrari just because you're so cold and need a jacket. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Please. I also don't, even though like uh, more like kind of mid tier like mall brands, like I don't know if now's a good time to get in, but I feel like I at one point I did look up stuff like like literally like Abercrombie and Fitch or like American Eagle are like not terrible stocks. Like there's some even some uh, like also like I'm also invested in this company Hibbit Sports, which is like kind of a Dick Sporting Goods types like those type of retailers as well are also like doing like are pretty solid plays to make right now. Also like Academy Sports, I think is another one too. So definitely look into like not just luxury, but even like regular like clothing retail or just yeah. like like goods. that makes like leisure is up in general. Like totally, totally. <laughs> leisure Dude. up, stress is down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no more sad times, only happy. <laughs> We're just saying, listeners, take a load off. You know, like Seriously. crack open a cold one. Put on some it's reggae music. Summer, dude. Go to freaking, <laughs> go to freaking Europe. Go to Bears. Europe. Go to freaking Europe, dog. For our next section, we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to pivot over to uh, our rate of stock for the week, uh, listeners. This has uh, been called the favorite section of the podcast, the podcast that is most educational, the part of the podcast that you keep coming back for. And this week we've got a special company that we're talking about. We're talking about the one, the only U B E R. Now, Uber. Bijan, Uber. what is Uber? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I have deep knowledge of this because, you know, it is like an Iranian-American run business, the CEO. Uh, shout out my boy Dara. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out Dara. Uh, but uh, it is a, a ride-sharing app you use on your phone when you're like, I want to go over there. I want someone to drive me. And then you can like put it and give them money in your credit card on the app. And then some underpaid person will drive you to where you need to go. Uh, and yeah. That is an interesting description, but it's not what Uber would self-describe as. Fuck. This is this this is this is from their website, and of course, uh, as many people will know, uh, they faced a litany of uh, internal sexual assault cases, external sexual assault cases of drivers assaulting people. What good uh, company doesn't, though? You know. Anyway, that's, keep going. Going. that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, this is this is how Uber uh, describes their own company. Uh, it begins. Good things happen when people can move. <laughs> whether it's <laughs> so broad. <laughs> wow, whether that's a across real dig it paraphrase. Wait, no, it, it gets more broad. Whether across town or towards their dreams. <laughs> Opportunities appear, open up, become reality. What started as a way to tap a button to get a ride has led to billions of moments of human connection as people around the world go all kinds of places in all kinds of ways with the help of our technology. I'm going to call an Uber with no destination and just say, take me to my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Bijan will be the next victim of sexual assault that Uber gets uh, sued for. (laughs) 
Dude, yeah, I take will, me to pleasure. <laughs> I, I will say I recently opened up the Uber app. It's been almost a year and they've not ch- they've changed the app a little, but they have all these new categories. So they have ride and food, but you can also reserve an Uber. You can take an Uber to a vaccine. You can rent an Uber for just like two hours to take you to all these bunch of stops, like basically a personal chauffeur. Um, you can do Uber grocery and now you can also do Uber package, which is like go pick up a package in Uptown for me, Uptown, any city in America. But anyways, they've they've really expanded their. Um, but what if op- I want to go downtown? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, Uber only goes up. <laughs> well, yeah, that no, is a, it, that is a big uh, problem the company has. Is the yeah. cars can only go north. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if it's like salmon. Might, yeah, but it, and if you overshoot, then you actually have to like go all the way around the globe until you get back to north. <laughs> you have to go down, yeah, through like South America. <laughs> well, what's interesting, Growhead, is that even even though they continue to add. Uh, new functionality to their app itself and they continue to acquire companies uh for example they uh, uh acquired uh postmates and the alcohol delivery service drizzly right now their their uh stock is trading at the price of 49 dollars uh with a market cap around 92 billion dollars um meanwhile a direct competitor grubhub uh is currently trading at 58 dollars per share and it isn't even a ride sharing service it's just a delivery app uh, well, that's why, also because why of do you COVID, that... Well, I assume during COVID, uh, I just know that the Uber ride side just shut down completely. They they fired a bunch of people um, just because the revenues went down so much that Eats saved them in this case. And so that's why I think Grubhub is doing so well, too. And DoorDash, uh, they, they just IPO'd, but they, they've been kind of weird. But all, all food services are doing super well right now, right? Just because everyone's ordering. Yeah. But well, you would also think that Uber, because they own Postmates, would continue to thrive in the food share market as well. Or food delivery share market. Yeah, I mean, all I know is that, like, when I like when I was in Chicago, Uber would lots of times have no delivery fee for McDonald's and Popeyes. So I think, I think, I don't know why it's not going up because I used it all the time to get it. <laughs> fast food. So I'm. Well, yeah. So, it makes I mean, no it, sense. The numbers don't add up. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So first of all, Bijan ordering from uber eats is one of the biggest like bull arguments for uber but uh, another <laughs> an, another another bull argument is uh their uh legislative push and it's not just them like a, a lot of gig economy companies have been pushing for legislation basically to like classify uh their employees as not employees and like lower class citizens uh and for Which example prop 22 <laughs> yeah 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 the, the, the stance of NFA pod is no benefits to gig economy workers. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're anti-worker. You are pro company. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Wait, Nick, rich... you want to talk about prop 22 for a little bit? Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we can, it's like, it's basically the, I, I mean, it's kind of what you were saying, right? Where it's, um, you know, you have, uh, like basically setting up these drivers as contract workers without like health benefits and things like that in order to keep, cause Uber, I mean, it's Uber has like an insane business model where it's basically like kind of go into markets illegally and then just like litigate your way until you can like until you're right. Well, like the game go, go into markets with taxis Co- combined with taxi, yeah. combined. The company spent two hundred and five million dollars uh, in California uh, fighting against Prop 22. Yeah, but but is that good for Uber's for bottom it. line ultimately? Oh, it absolutely is good for Uber's bottom line. Um, I think that like like I mean again like any like reg like the one of Uber's biggest problems is the regulatory like you know like impose like imposition on them because like you know they're kind of working outside the system and trying to like litigate like gain market share into cities and then like litigate to get themselves in. Um, and like allow them to stay there once it's so entrenched, um, which like carries very big risks. Um, in no, it, in it, but but on the flip side, it they do such a fucking good job of it. It's so tough. Like you know, yeah. they, they they did that in Austin, and I was there in Austin when they left because of uh, the background checks on drivers. They refused to get. They, they were like, no, our drivers shouldn't get background checks, and so Austin kicked them out, and rightfully so. I voted for it, um, but then you're kind of like, shit, like, how do I get around? I'm so used to like, w- w- you know, it's 2 a.m. And I'm so used to just Ubering with friends. Now I got to use a horse to get places. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they like, they like, no, create, do, they not, like... <laughs> do not bring back Indian cowboy Rohit. <laughs> <laughs> do 
between the Indian cowboy getting a DUI for drunk driving his horse. <laughs> or sorry, his elephant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when we refer to his horse, it is an elephant that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It's just, a, it's just <laughs> elephant named horse. horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but, you know, they, they create this, like, dependency, which... It makes you makes me sound so lame to be like I'm dependent on a company, but like you know what I mean. Like it. It's, oh, dude, it's, would you oh. say that you're an Uber holic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep me away from Ubers. Whoops. Oh my Don't god. Don't talk to me until I've had my Uber in the morning. Buy <laughs> like ponytail and an iced coffee and an Uber. No, it's like every every six months. <laughs> Every six months on Twitter, some account goes viral for posting that photo of like, what's your addiction? And it's a bunch of pills. And each pill is like the logo of a different company and one of them's Uber. And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel so like it's like, yeah, I feel like similar, like kind of weird ambivalence where it's like they're such a fucked up company, like especially the way they like. Uh, the whole campaign, the way they marketed Prop 22 was like so dystopian and sinister or like it was this thing that was like fucking over drivers. But then they were like, actually, by like voting for it, you're helping them. But then you're right. Like, I am fucking dependent on Uber. Like, I feel like they really have trapped a lot of people where like it. And I guess like the answer, right, it would just be like there needs to be more regulation. And, and that probably is going to make Ubers a little more expensive. But like I would be down for my Ubers to be more expensive. And then I and then and knowing that like the drivers are not getting so fucked over, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the, lab the labor exploitation is by far, I think, the grossest part of the company. Totally. Um, just because it's like you basically the company itself, if you go to their website at the first of all, if you go to their website, it just keeps pestering you with pop up ads saying, like, become a driver. Uh, and you another like very like sinister thing. So first of all, so if you have a car, you can become a driver. Uh, and they sell, they pitch it to you basically like an MLM. They're like, become like a small business owner. Your car is now your business. Um, but if you don't have a car and you still want to drive Uber, you can fucking lease a car from Uber. So you'll you'll you pay Uber for their car and then you can start earning back well, money by but, giving people but rides. But if you if you meet a certain amount of rides, you get you get it free. Uh your rental cost is killed. Oh so really? It's like so if, they so gamify if you, if you it. You worked 80 hours a yeah. week. <laughs> they ga they gamify it cuz they have their partnerships with uh, probably like big rentals cuz rental companies need to let, let go of their cars too. But yeah. Let's talk about something more fun about Uber, though. Let's talk about uh, uh, their biggest uh, office controversies. <laughs> 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 because it's not just uh, their labor they're exploiting. It's also uh, their actual employees, not just contractors. Um, so this is I like mean, corporate, like their data science team. And bullshit. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, do you, do you guys remember the first time hearing about... What was your first experience hearing about Uber, like just being a bad company to work for. I believe there was like an internal letter from someone who I mean the I C feel like oh yeah, no. Oh, I mean just the CEO is a monster, right? <laughs> like, well, not the old CEO. Right? The old CEO, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Who's Yeah, not who the Iranian got... one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Nick is like he's he, uh, the new one's a monster cuz he's Iranian. <laughs> <The> last, <laughs> he's from the, the strange last, land. The last one sexually assaulted people. To me that's the same. <laughs> uh, no. Well, yeah, no. Travis Kalanick was uh we just like name another race, which is why we don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh Albanian. <laughs> <laughs> but but he he since moved on uh from Uber and his thing is uh he started like a cloud kitchen company or uh, which has gotten really uh like you've probably ordered from them from the eating apps, but it's like literally just places that are made to make food and send them out to people. Oh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Eat, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I feel like hopefully like it's tough because like obviously on the books, Uber is like you would think it's like a good investment, but like hopefully I guess like I don't want to invest and I hope the stock gets like hit more by like places regulating it. So like they're not as able to just like th uh, thrive with such impunity, you know? I mean, yeah, no, speaking of impunity, I mean, like one of like one of the examples of them like flexing uh, their power in cities where they sort of come in and like people become dependent on Uber is like what happened during Hurricane Sandy, where like people were requesting Ubers because like they couldn't take public transportation and Uber just hiked the prices of all of their rides by four or five times what they normally cost. <laughs> um, eventually, there was like so much backlash that they like had to like give people refunds. But it's like. It is like scary and dystopian to think about like a world like when people like actually need public transit and they just have to rely on a private corporation. Um, right. Which also and that's dovetails... the literal downside, right? Because the, the argument yeah, yeah. is like 
in theory, they didn't do anything legally wrong. Like, like they, they got public backlash, like ethically, which they should have. But yeah, it's fucked up that there's no other uh, safeguards. You know, it's like Woody Allen. Like, he didn't legally do anything. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Yeah. we're the Woody Allen of rideshare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. They also say that on their website, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's plastered everywhere. You keep getting pop-up ads for that. Yeah, Zach is certain there's no law in the book against child molestation. (laughs) Yeah, they just haven't gotten around. Child what? yeah no that is not illegal dude i'm telling you (laughs) yeah they haven't gotten around i've read the constitution (laughs) okay so bj what would you what would you rate the stock going forward i would rate it a one and i'm gonna bring back a talking point on my last episode you shouldn't or like a few episodes ago you shouldn't invest in uber you should invest in winnebago because it's a car and a house that you can live in (laughs) so we should all move away from uber and like live in our cars, but have them be nice places to live. Dude, so show up to the club in a Winnebago, and when you're done, <laughs> you just go sleep in your car. That's sick. Uh, I will say Uber has fuck like because I by default will support blindly any company with an Iranian CEO, but I feel like they have like fucked up so much that I'm like I can't I can't invest in Uber. So I would say don't invest in Uber. Also, I do think like I, I'm hopeful like. Maybe it's naive, but I'm hopeful that like there is going to be more legislation like cracking down on them. Uh, at least you know if Biden's in office, like hopefully. But then again, like I'm not holding out hope. But uh, I would say don't invest in Uber. Yeah, Nicholas. Yeah, I would probably give it a two for a lot of the reasons that Bijan said. I think the only reason I'm bumping it up a little bit is because they, I do think they have somewhat of a moat, even if it's not like the biggest one. Well, basically being like they have like durable competitive advantage just by like being entrenched in the market. I mean, they have competitors like Lyft and stuff like that. But I, again, like I just think like they're like kind of the, the way that they like, try to like gain market share is like shitty and i think the company is kind of bad even if like the service itself is helpful and useful to me yeah it's also weird that lyft brands as the roman polanski of rideshare (laughs) 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 right what would you give uber yeah and if you're a real freak you use via (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's when you're out louis ck (laughs) Holy Trinity of rideshares: Roman Polanski, <laughs> Louis C.K., and Woody Allen. <laughs> um, I would also give it a two. I think also from just a financials place, it's kind of weird. There's probably a lot of long-term opportunity, especially with Drizzly, which I I I, I use Drizzly pre-Uber, and I actually love Drizzly just because I think alcohol delivery is super cool. Um, but they are just not profitable, and I think in the past they've even said that oh, this is Uber; they're not profitable, and they've said that. They don't have plans to be profitable. That uh, they're just kind of in that potentially or perennially negative. Uh, we're going to keep doing this. Their initial plan, I think, was to basically take over, uh, build a dependence on Uber, and then build uh, self-driving, grow self-driving out, and then basically you have a driverless robot base of of cars, which is an insane dystopic future to think about. Um, they've since sold off their uh, self-driving <laughs> um, division because uh, we're still like I don't know, 10, 15 years out from that technology like fully taking over i think uh like I'd, i'll go ahead and give it a four i think it's like for me it's like it's a long-term hold i i actually bijan uh like i think that uh your view of like the legislative process is like with uber specifically is like optimistic i like definitely would take like a more pessimistic stance and like i think legislation similar to prop 22 will probably be passed federally um and I would guess that like the degradation of worker rights will continue as big corporations continue to lobby for uh, just employees being classified as contractors. Uh, so ethically, is this a good investment? No. Fiscally, I think that this could be uh, uh, good for gig economy companies. Um, I also think that ultimately like Uber, like despite the fact that they, they themselves are not creating self-driving cars anymore, uh, eventually a company will. And like Uber would be like a prime acquisition for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever company ends up doing that. Probably, I mean, not probably, but like potentially like it'll be a tech company, right? Um, Like Apple, Tesla. Um, So yeah, I would, I would give Uber a four. I think it's, I think it's something that you buy and hold for, for a good amount of time. It's, it's, it's going nowhere. So what can I say? I'm a dreamer, you know, got off the Greyhound bus (laughs) with my guitar 
<laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Inside Bijan Davis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Bijan showing up to in Tehran. <laughs> Got off the bus with my Centaur and. Uh... <laughs> That's a deep cut uh, instrument. Take, take me to the Shah. <laughs> okay, now we're going to move on to our business pitch segment. Uh, up today, we're going with a fan favorite. Uh, <laughs> you, you, guys have, you guys have been clamoring for this on Instagram. We want to hear more from, <laughs> from Nicholas. L Mahendele. <laughs> yeah. Lover. The L stands for lover. Uh and he he is going to be pitching us a business. So whenever you're ready, man. I know I'm you might ex- be nervous. I, oh my god, guys. Just tell me it'll be okay. Nick, you got uh, this, dude. No. I'm actually very excited for this. I'm one. in. I'm in. Whatever it is. Hell yeah. We, already, we got dude, one. that's a good friend. That's, good. that's a good fucking friend right yeah. there. All dude, right. there's never been a situation in history where friends getting into business together has gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it makes it stronger, the bond forged in business. Uh, how about Romulus and Remus when they built Rome? <laughs> <laughs> Rome, the, the, the ancient business. I don't know sucking the on original the original business. <laughs> they're the two babies who sucked on the titties. Oh, of, the, of a wolf. Right? Yeah, they're yeah. raised yeah, by yeah. a wolf. Yeah. That's how I was raised, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I mean, Nick immediately, and that's interesting that you say that. Uh, today, I'm going to be pitching a wolf tit sucking. <laughs> interesting. Okay, so uh, there's already a market for this wolf milk. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. You know how Italians? You've heard of Oatly? Are... <laughs> yeah, wolf milk is huge in Italy. Italians love sucking on wolves. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I actually okay. I'm actually very excited for this one. I think it's a good idea. Here's what. Okay. So got that's here. a good a good starting spot. Yes. Okay. So nothing brings people together like a home cooked meal. I think we could all agree, right? Here, here, brother. And mm-hmm. but sometimes you know, sometimes you know you don't feel like cooking, but you you wish you could get a home cooked meal. Sometimes you cook home cooked meals, but you have leftovers, right? Well, what if you could share home cooked meals with friends and neighbors in your area via an app? I call it was like you could call it working title supper club food app, which gets supper you con- club food app. Just call it supper club. <laughs> food app, you know, I like but, that. But, but I like it being redundant. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you won't know. It's like, what, what's for supper? Oh, is this my supper club uh, Uber app? Or I actually think it should be longer. <laughs> I think it should be sub, supper, cu- supper club food app and business development company for foods that I've made myself. <laughs> Damn, that's way catchier. I like that. <laughs> like that. Yeah, I'm Justin Timberlake in the social network. He's like, drop the food club, just supper club. It's simpler. <laughs> drop, yeah. drop the first seventeen words. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I just just call it food app. Um, no, but you know, it could provide location based, uh, like a social platform where it can share recipes. You can share food, um, like you know, photos of your food. Maybe you're like, oh. I have like a little extra mac and cheese I made. Would anybody be interested? Here's like what I have. <laughs> well, but then do you sell it or? Uh, I mean, no. It's like you know, it's like a shared community thing. You know, you're not. Tr- mm-hmm. well, you you pay it. Oh, it's like free cycle. It's a yeah. Oh, so it's a social network for food. So, so social network for food. Um, you know, we could you know we could maybe couple up with wholesalers so that you like you know kind of like send people like interesting ingredients that they can use in their like home cooked meals that they can eventually like send to other people for like a little extra cost um you know how do we how do we make money how do you make money oh it's a subscription service right to like get mm. into like the network of like home cooks where that you know you can share tips on like what you're making, how you're making it, like, you know, and and just, like, make friends with other people. Well, I, as someone who lives alone, and, like, and I'm often, pre- <laughs> didn't mean that to sound as sad as it did, uh, I, I live alone, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm often cooking food for myself, like, for example, last night I prepared chicken, uh, I had six chicken breasts, because that comes in a pack, um, there's no way to buy Lucy chicken breasts, 
Uh, I wish the <laughs> bodega sold Lucy chicken breasts. Uh, you like Untaxed, some has uh, to like <laughs> Zach standing outside just selling loose breasts. Of <laughs> but it's like this, but they're just in his I, pocket. I, I would rather instead of budgeting that out and then like going through the like the refreezing process so I can save the chicken for later, finding a new package to store it in. I would rather just cook all six chicken breasts and then give five away on this app. Exactly. And then you can also, and like say like, you know, you can give five away, but then also say there's a week where you're just like, I cannot cook. I'm like tired of chicken breast, like fuck this. Then you can just like look on the app, say somebody has like, you know, like a casserole that they like, you know, like a perfectly good casserole that they haven't finished and they won't eat. Like, why don't you just, you know, it helps lower food waste across like communities. I have a better name for it. (laughs) All right. Extra helping. There it is. Oh, there it is. Pretty good. Oh. Pretty good. Extra helping food app. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it needs more words. And it business development words. corporation. <laughs> Wait, question though. So, like, if uh, I have like extra food that I don't want and I want to give away, do does the person come over and like I fix them a plate and they eat it in my house, or do I give them a Tupperware container? It's a dead drop in uh, or, like, how up here. <laughs> or can I choose? Yeah, like meet me at Whole Foods Amazon Locker thirty three. <laughs> <Like, laughs> <it'll be in laughs> I go out in the woods and like find a stump to bury it under. <laughs> <laughs> This is basically the inception of this idea was Nick had like that like tiny little bit of milk left in his gallon in the fridge and was like, I bet someone wants this. Yeah, I was. Wa- yeah, I bet some freak wants this slop. <laughs> Just- yeah, I was wandering around my neighborhood like screaming, take my milk, take my milk. And then nobody like nobody bits. So no, like- no. I, I There's some other cases, too, like especially, you know, we we're just talking about with post COVID, like people traveling and stuff. You're going to be gone for four days and you just bought like a gallon of milk on accident. You're like, does anyone want this? It's I'm a trusted person on this app that I pay four ninety nine for, which is a bar for safety. Yeah. Um, well, say, I mean, safety, I feel like, is the biggest hurdle here. Right. Because like with with any of these food apps, like you have to uh, adhere to some sort of health code. Like how how would you regulate that? Um. I, I think it's like uh, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> like you might get poisoned. Uber, but that's like literally the chill. Uber methodology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work for them. Why not me? <laughs> oh, so this is the army hammer of food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, Dude, but, we're running through our list of abusers today. I feel I know, like. I know. We're out. <laughs> I feel like you could, uh, it could be a thing though, where it's like the social circle of people you share with could be like, it's like, we're all friends with this guy. And like, I'm friends with this guy. I can vouch for him. Like, like, I feel like, it, yeah, it's like you probably have to start, system. yeah, start off as like a pretty closed system. Cause like, yeah, but obviously what if the first referrer is a pedophile and then it, then it only proliferates from there. But that doesn't manifest <laughs> itself in the food. He could be a pedophile, but be an amazing chef. Like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, every single day I eat. Uh, three Subway sandwiches for my <laughs> I have an extra Subway sandwich that I'm looking to give away. <laughs> Must be under 18. <laughs> yeah, why don't we, why, yeah, Nick, why don't we pivot Supper Club to instead be an app for pedophiles to share food with one another? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's like a natural progression. <laughs> you know? Like... I kind of like the referral system, though. I mean, it's similar to, like, uh, the origin of Hinge was, like, a dating app where you have to have someone in common, like a mutual friend on social media. You could do the same thing with this app. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in the same way that when you have a community of people, you're like, hey, I'm inviting my friend who, you know, I'll vouch for them. So that that kind, that kind of, I like that. Exactly. And we could organize little group meetups. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, it, it helps, like, you know, it helps build a community. Like, you make friends, you, like try new foods you know but i feel like i oh this could as addressable but i feel like something we should foresee is that like i feel like some people are just going to be moochers where like they don't give a lot but they take a lot so i feel like mm-hmm. similar to like if you're on a private torrent server where your upload rate and download rate has to be oh dude insane. you know i'm a leisure only baby <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so mad that makes me so i can't believe i'm fucking friends with a leecher 
It's embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, like, I Dude, feel like you got to see You just sit there wasting precious upload time. <laughs> like, I feel like you got to seed and leech. Like, everybody should have a, like, a ratio, kind of. Does that make sense? Oh, that no, that's interesting. Like, yeah. in order to be on the app itself, you also have to provide a certain amount of recipes per month or whatever. Yeah. yeah. A certain mm-hmm, amount of, like, mm-hmm. stuff. Or, or, yeah, we can come up with some sort of ranking. So, it's like, there's tons of things. There's recipes you can provide. There's food you can give. Each, not that each one has a number of points, but you have to meet some bar every month of doing some combo of things to say you're quote unquote good in the community. Well, I was just thinking about like, especially like as we were talking about earlier with like the COVID lockdown sort of ending, like travel to Europe is uh, going to be a thing now for Americans. Imagine like getting on this app in a different country and then being able to try like home cooked foods as opposed to like worrying that you're going to a shitty restaurant or like a chain restaurant. Yeah, yeah. You know, completely like... Again, now you're part of a community. You're not a tourist. You're just like in the country, you know. I also no, no. I, I I like that. Like I feel like like it's a thing where like you can be like invited into somebody else's like community and like get a sampling of their. their yeah. Ways. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Maybe, maybe Chicago wouldn't be so segregated if we had not like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all came yeah. together. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, heal a nation. Sure, I'll do it. (laughs) Nick's CEO, Lori Lightfoot. (laughs) What can I say? Yeah, she's just like, imprison everyone on the app. (laughs) What can I say? My pants don't fit. (laughs) Oh my God, that picture is so funny. All right, I'm in. I'm in. I was going to say, I'm going to pre I'm in as well. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm in. I had another idea for it, but I can't. It totally lost it. I lost it. But I'm in. I'm in. I'll, it'll come to me at our first board meeting. Oh, my God. You love to see it. A triple in. You love it. God damn. Ooh. I mean, well, enough fucking said. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to eat, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everyone everyone is in on Nick's business pitch. Uh, the name is still TBD, but we're going to... Extra move. helping. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's too oh, succinct. Last name, last name, <laughs> suggestion. And feel free to hate me for this. Eating good. Ooh. What about... I kind of like uh, it. <laughs> what about rib sticking? <laughs> okay. I, thigh, thigh slapping. I, <laughs> rib sticking, thigh slapping, supper clubbing, LLC, business corporation development. <laughs> I can't All right, we're, 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 we're moving on to plugs. What, what, are, what, are, what are the boys plugging this week? Rohit, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to plug the city of Houston, Texas, where I've been for the past week. Uh, back home, it's hot as hell. You walk outside and you feel like you're in a swimming pool. But man, good city, good food, good people. One of the most diverse cities in America, but you know that's just me. I kind of value that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like to imagine that you like think Houston is like the Galapagos Islands, and you're like <laughs> sending There's like hundreds of <laughs> sending hundreds of millions of dollars in aid to preserve the city. <laughs> Dude, the, the Galleria is under attack. <laughs> Dude, where where else will Bun B go shopping if I we don't keep? <laughs> I go to Papados four times a day. <laughs> All right, Bijan, what you got? I'm gonna plug stir fry, stir fried rice. I've been like stir fry the Migos song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm plugging that as well. No, no, uh, I've had a lot like leftover rice, and when I've have it, I've been just like quick and quickly whipping up a stir fry. I'll get some of that like pre marinated tofu you get at grocery stores. Some of that, some egg. Some soy sauce. Like I feel like I forgot how easy it is to make a stir fry. Dude, you get you get a wok. You should get a wok if you don't have one. I don't have a wok. I should get one because like, dude, I always run into that problem where I'm like, my pan isn't big enough. I'll to, send you. Uh, I'll send you the one I have. It's incredible. Wok changes your life, especially for Asian cooking. So good, dude. I gotta get on. Oh that. yeah, when you want when you want to culturally appropriate, I guess it's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rohit stealing Asian flavors. <laughs> yeah, me, me using five spices is cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, that's not cool. But yeah, dude, Rohit. Yeah, Rohit heard about star anise and fucking <laughs> went fucking buck wild. <laughs> yeah, buck wheat wild. No. Uh, so uh, bitches love soba. All right, uh, Nick, what you got? Drinking uh, soba life water. Sorry, keep uh, going. We're having fun. And, the, and you know, we're talking about food. I would. Uh, I'm gonna plug fiber. Get your gut right. But I, 
convert uh, on the other side of the, oh. on, the other, on the other side of the coin. You also got a in connection with fiber. You, I'm also going to plug GasX because you need too much fiber and then fucking <laughs> the yin and the yang, baby. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the dark side of pharmaceuticals, dude. It's like you t- you start taking one drug uh, and then you got to treat the symptoms of that drug with another drug. Damn, dude. Yeah, fiber is my drug. <laughs> do you go au natural or do you mean like a supplement? Oh, I try to get it for my diet, but I'm, I mean, I would do Metamucil if I, uh, you know, I was like a farm animal and I needed it. <laughs> just the, uh, the oats, the raw oats. Yeah, the, just like, you know, yeah, I'm always chewing on my cud, getting my gut right. You're my, I'm about Nick to literally, stomachs. I'm about to pop, <laughs> pop my Metamucil right now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I popped a pill. <laughs> I popped a pill in Virginia. That's Bijan's song. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm I'm plugging this week the collaborative uh, processing power of Google Docs. Uh, <laughs> shout out Google Docs, man! Dude, I, it, it's finally time that we just like say that like the Microsoft like suite of product, like Microsoft Office suite of products, is just outdated. Google has fucking surpassed them. It's so much easier to use Google Docs. Google I, Slides. I, I, pretty whenever nice. I bring this up to people for like the past six years, they're like, "Dude, don't worry. Like Microsoft's coming out with the collaborative one themselves. Like just like Google Docs is like where like no one's n- nothing. Yeah, just know, yeah, like, just like uh, Microsoft was gonna get into the video conferencing game with Teams. It just sucks ass. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be like fucking Zoom, like where it's like just a shittier version of the yeah. good thing. No, I totally agree. I also feel like I, I think Microsoft Word is the last. Well, one Microsoft also owns Skype. And they, they lost all that market share to Zoom. Like they had the best opportunity. Skype was like the original good video conferencing app. And I feel like they had such a good opportunity with COVID to make that the, the big thing. But Zoom just took over. I feel like uh, like some people, some places still like ask for Word. And I'm at the point where like I just don't like, like I'll just use Google Docs Word processor because it's, it's just. I, so I feel easier. like that's like, like, it, like uh, an employment red flag is to ask for Microsoft Word. Like, it's like, oh, wow. So I guess your company is going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> I will once say one thing about Google Docs is I feel like the like the the spell check is like non-existent. So, like, you know, somebody who spells words like, you know, I'm like, you know, I have like a fist. <laughs> Someone I don't, doesn't gets... know how to spell. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like banging my head against the keyboard, hoping pretty words. Does, uh, does Ethiopia have a Z in it? I don't know. Well, what's about <laughs> Ezopia, Ezopia. It's a horse. Okay, Ezopia, Ethiopia, but everything's easy. <laughs> All right, that'll that'll do it uh, for this week, everyone. Uh, tune in next week. We uh, have a special guest coming on to be revealed soon. Bye. 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 Financial Advice is a production of Disney Plus, with editing by Xavier Ratnofsky and music by Chris Gilman and Will Kempner.